0: Hello. How are you? Well, just peachy. How are you?
1: I'm good. Well, I'm excited to do this episode. I know. Do you want, this is your idea. Do you want to kind of explain what we have in mind? And, yeah. <laughs> and <store? laughs> Sure.
0: I mean, I guess uh, I thought that there's so much going on right now and so um it would be nice I thought it would be nice to have kind of like a reflective meditative kind of grounding um episode and I was like wow you know I'm just who can say that they also have a yoga certified yoga instructor (laughs) their podcast co-host so yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking um, about doing this, and yeah, we were inspired by mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross, who um, had ha- had a video that she posted to her Instagram, kind of about grounding. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Her video was really nice because she like checked in with everyone. And that's like kind of what we wanted to do. We wanted this to be kind of like a campfire-y, (laughs) like share a circle-esque thing. Um, But I liked what she said, and I'll never say it as well as she did, but she was focusing on her feet and we are also going to focus a little on our feet um, because she was just talking about all like the systematic change and sense of uprooting that we're undergoing, um, and how easy it is to lose sight of the ground.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she was saying how, um, yeah, how like the foundation, how her foundation, how the foundation beneath us is changing, and so many foundations in all senses are changing. Um, yeah, And, yeah, that's why it's so, you know, nice to spend some time to,
1: yeah, I don't know, feel grounded. Try and feel grounded. Yeah. So we're sitting, and we're both sitting on yoga mat, mm-hmm. But you can, we invite you to also sit. You could sit in a chair or on a bed or if you have a yoga mat. Or you, can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a tree branch <laughs> in your bedroom <laughs> you sit on a blanket <laughs> um, yeah and we just really want to we have some poems about kind of like love and nature and <laughs> passion and courage that we're going to read um But before we go into the poems, we're going to do what Tracy Ellis Ross did. And we're going to just spend some time with our feet. So I love you have any, like, you know, suggestions (laughs) for things you want to do with your feet. Go on in. But um, I just have my feet like crisscross applesauce and just really like massage your feet. I don't know. Send some time with each toe and just listen to our beautiful voices read you some poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's everything you need, right, Isabel? Well? Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to start with a poem called The More Loving One. Which is kind of funny because our feet support us in like everything we do and we really don't spend time with them at all. So while this is a poem about unrequited love I think between lovers I feel like there's a lot <laughs> be extrapolated
0: (laughs) maybe it was written from by her feet you know (laughs) in all seriousness love your feet
1: (laughs) yeah and your feet have like little nerve endings that trigger points all over your body so if you feel drawn to a specific place like you know the little like fat deposit right above your heel yeah Um, feel like that place is calling me. But then you can look up what that means. Okay. This is The More Loving One by W.H. Auden. Looking up at the stars, I know quite well that for all they care, I can go to hell. But on earth, indifference is the least we have to dread from man or beast. How should we like it were stars to burn with a passion for us we could not return. If equal affection cannot be, let the more loving one be me. Admire as I think I am of stars that do not give a damn. I cannot now I see them say, I missed one terribly all day. Were all stars to disappear or die, I should learn to look at an empty sky, and feel its total dark sublime, though this might take me a little time.
0: And I'm going to read, Essentially, an excerpt from something E.E. E. Cummings wrote on um, art life and kind of being unafraid to be yourself. So it begins with A poet is somebody who feels and who expresses his feelings through words. This may sound easy, it isn't. A lot of people think or believe or know they feel, but that's thinking or believing or knowing, not feeling. And poetry is feeling, not knowing or believing or thinking. Almost anybody can learn to think or believe or know, but not a single human being can be taught to feel. Why? Because whenever you think or you believe or you know, you're a lot of other people. But the moment you feel, you're nobody but yourself. To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. As for expressing nobody but yourself in words, that means working just a little harder than anybody who isn't a poet can possibly imagine. Why? Because nothing is quite as easy as using words like somebody else. We, all of us, do exactly this nearly all of the time, and whenever we do it, we're not poets. If, at the end of your first 10 or 15 years of fighting and working and feeling, you find you've written one line of one poem, you'll be very lucky indeed. And so my advice to all young people who wish to become poets is do something easy, like learning how to blow up the world, unless you're not only willing but glad to feel and work and fight till you die. Does that sound dismal? It isn't, it's the most wonderful life on earth, or so I feel.
1: So now, can you give your feet any final little touches of love, <laughs> then go ahead and shake out your hand and make any little adjustments that you want to. And we're gonna go into a second pose. Also very simple and all you need is a wall. And Basically what we're gonna do is put our butt up against the wall so that the heels of your feet are up in the air, against the wall or door, um, um, and it's okay if you bend your knees. Uh, you just want your back to be flat and elongated. And if anything is painful, pull back. <laughs> Oh, and you can put your hands on your heart or your stomach or out like wings. And you can close your eyes while Isabel reads you a poem. (laughs)
0: So the next poem we're going to read, I'm going to read, um, is called Ode to Buttoning and Unbuttoning My Shirt by the poet Ross Gay. No one knew, or at least I didn't know they knew, what the thin disks threaded here on my shirt might give me in terms of joy. This is not something to be taken lightly. The gift of buttoning one's shirt slowly top to bottom, or bottom to top, or sometimes the buttons will be on the other side. And I am a woman that morning, slipping the the glass through its slot. I tread differently that day, or some of it anyway. My conversations are different, and the car bomb slicing the air and the people in it for a quarter mile and the honeybee's legs for pollen mean another thing to me. And on the other days, which too have been drizzled in this simplest of joys in this world of spaceships and subatomic this and that, two, maybe three times a day, some days I have the distinct pleasure of slowly untethering the one side from the other, which is like unbuckling a stack of vertebrae with delicacy, for I must only use the tips of my fingers with which I will one day close my mother's eyes. This is as delicate as we can be in this life, practicing like this, giving the raft of our hands to the clumsy spider and blowing soft until she lifts her damp heft and falls off. We practice like this, pushing the seed into the earth like this first in the morning, then at night we practice sliding the bones home,
1: When I am among the trees by Mary Oliver. When I am among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locusts, equally the beech, the oaks and the pines that give off such hints of gladness. I would almost say that they saved me and daily. I'm so distant from the hope of myself in which I have goodness and discernment. I never hurry through the world but walk slowly And bow often around me the trees stir in their leaves and call out stay a while the light flows from their branches and they call again it's simple they say and you too have come into the world to do this to go easy to be filled with light and to shine So now you can come back to a seated position or you can lie down on your back for a final little reading and meditation. Um, I'm probably gonna stay seated but Lying down is also lovely. If you're lying down, just relax your legs. Let your hands fall by your sides, palms facing towards the sky. And if you're seated, you can um, put your palms either face down on your knees, tuning more inwards, or palms face up on your knees, uh, ready to accept the world. And just close your eyes. Um, take a second to notice your breath and to thank yourself for spending some time to listen to your dear friends. We do some poetry, um, but more important than that, to spend some time with your mind. Um, and. We're not going to end the meditation. We're just gonna kind of leave you in silence. So really you can just relax. Um, Yeah.
0: So the final meditation will be on the poem Optimism by Jane Hirschfield. More and more I've come to admire resilience, not the simple resistance of a pillow whose foam returns over and over to the same shape, but the sinuous tenacity of a tree. Finding the light newly blocked on one side, it turns in another. A blind intelligence, true. But out of such persistence arose turtles, rivers, mitochondria, figs, all this resinous, unretractable earth.